Mum, a podcast for women who love being a mum but want more for themselves too. I'm your host, Rosalind Oxer, a gentle productivity coach and mum of one, passionate about women creating lives that they love. Each week I'll be sharing actionable tips and strategies about mum life, gentle productivity, taking care of yourself and getting more out of life. This week's episode is all about making time for you. Let's dive in. Well, hello again. Welcome back. We are on episode two. It's really good to have you here today. I loved chatting to you after last week's episode went live and you listened and I heard from you. And honestly, I was so nervous about putting it out there. It's that vulnerability, you know, of doing that thing. Yeah, you really want to do, but actually putting yourself out there, doing the thing, telling people you've done the thing rather than just, you know, doing it quietly. It's a big deal. Um, So I'm so thrilled that it's out in the world and that, yeah, real life people have been listening. So thank you very much if you listened to episode one. That was an introduction to me. If you haven't heard it, go back and have a listen because I wanted to start with who I am, what I do, um, yeah, and all that background stuff so you know where we're starting. So today is like the first topic episode. We're getting into making time for you. I'm consciously saying making time for you and not finding it because there isn't just like a magic hour somewhere waiting to be found. This is definitely about making it happen for you. Um, And I wanted to start with this episode two, for episode two, because I feel like this is such a foundation of so many other things and it's to do with our priorities and putting ourselves on our priorities list. And once we've got the sort of hang of making time for ourselves, we can use this in so many other things. Hence why it's episode two. So why do I think it's important then? Let's start there. It's important because time to work on things, to do things, is how we get things done. It's how we achieve things. It's about making space for our own goals and interests, which can definitely slip off the radar when we're parents and things feel as though they're impossible to do. But finding time, making time, (laughs) is how that happens. Making time for ourselves has such a positive impact on our mental health. We only have to have the... um, the lack of time to ourselves and to have the, like the reverse of that to know that that's true. It's good for our self-worth to feel as though we have time for ourselves, to be ourselves. It's got a positive impact on our mood and our energy levels. I think we all know, again, the absence of time for ourselves, how drained we can feel. It's necessary to physically keep going as well, just to not get burnt out because without it we we do we get burnt out we feel resentful it's not good for our relationships um especially with our partners but you know definitely with with other people too it's easy to feel resentful and jealous of the time that other people have does any of this sound a bit familiar these aren't issues that are only experienced by women and by mums um but I do think that women feel this stuff more. Mums seem to have a harder time finding and making time for themselves in a way that dads don't. I suggest that goes back to the very early days of having a baby, especially if you're breastfeeding and you feel as though you feel as though you need to be with your baby all the time. 
or cluster feeding wise you do need to be there all the time um, if your baby cries for you and not your partner um, it's easier for your partner to take a break of some kinds um, go off and do something for an hour or two and I think it's very easy to get stuck in that trap of giving everything to family life um, without changing it as and when you can so it's not easy though I'm not here to say this is very easy to fix. It's not. Life gets in the way. That's a bit of a saying, isn't it? We say life just gets in the way. You know what it's like. And yep, I know. I know the feeling. Um, time can be at a premium. I also want to flag up though that there's a lot of privilege in this conversation. And I'm aware of that. I wondered how to approach it um, and how to discuss things. So I'm going to discuss this from my point of view what works for me and have some suggestions um that hopefully will be helpful to you and will have a place in your life but if you're someone who's working two or three jobs for example um and there is just no extra time you know it's go 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 all the time just to keep your head above above water then um i you know i want to say that this might not be relevant um and I'm aware that, um, like I say, of my own privilege in this situation. I also know that in terms of making time for a lot of mums, it's not that there is no time available. It's that it's, um, there can be a mindset around, well, now that I'm a mum, I don't have, I can't have, I shouldn't. I feel guilty if I take that time. And that combined with the fact that yeah we are busy and there's always something else we can be doing um there's always things that we can give 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 to our families um it can be very difficult to sort of separate out the two so that idea that life gets in the way i hear it all the time and suddenly your kids are five six seven years old maybe even older and you've been lost in motherhood for that time and it's not that I think that that is flat out a terrible thing. Um, I'm passionate that women get what they want and they need out of life because becoming a mum doesn't mean that everything else has to fall by the wayside. There are times when, like I say, in the early days, you give a lot more to, um, like a lot more time and care because babies absolutely obviously need that all the time um but as children get older and need a little bit less from you um in terms of attention you know they go to childcare, different things things change and everyone's situations are going to be different you know i'm going to have people listening to this who um some of this will resonate and some of it won't um children who have different needs um, will require different amounts of care and attention at different times. There are obviously older children who still require a lot of care and attention um, because of additional needs that they have. So it's not as simple as saying once your kids get a bit older. Like this isn't to intend, intended to intend to oversimplify things, but to I suppose suggest that we take a pause regularly and think well what phase what stage am I in now how have things changed how can I give myself a little bit more because yeah maybe I've um you know got a bit lost in it all again like I say it's not that that isn't absolutely like a bad thing to be lost in motherhood um and if you're okay with being completely 
in it and not having a lot of other things going on, then great. You carry on doing you. I am all for that. But if you're not and you've realised that, oh, right, yeah, okay, um, I'd like a bit more of that. This Actually, now I think about it, isn't working out brilliantly for me. Or maybe you've known that for a while. Um, then maybe it's time to make some changes and there's some suggestions um, that I'll mention um, some steps in a little while to see how you can implement that in your life. So I think a good starting point is the idea that mums often have a tendency to not want to be selfish. But, you know, I think being a bit selfish is a good thing. I say this sometimes. But, you know, saying it is quite hard. <laughs> saying it feels like it goes against the grain of the give, give, give your everything to your family, but particularly to your children, you know, always put them first. Um, but to be selfish, you know, I, I really focus on the first part of the word, which is self. You've got to look after yourself. There's that, you know, Pinterest quote that you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's very true. I really feel that I am the worst version of myself as a mum when I'm not getting what I need because there isn't as much to give. Now, that's not the only reason to do this. This is not intended to to say, you know, give yourself some of what you need so that you can, you know, the only reason is so that you can give it back to your family. No, like do it for yourself. Do what works for you. Do what you enjoy for sure. Um, but I do think it's part of it, how we show up in our relationships, in our families and other relationships too. I really had to learn this when I got ill. Um, have a listen in episode one. I do talk a bit more about glandular fever, um, which I had back in 2017, and that has turned into chronic fatigue syndrome. I had to learn this stuff because I just didn't have it in the tank to to do things for other people and to to work. I had to look after myself first and foremost. So having learned that lesson that way before I had a baby does make this easier, I think. Um, but I also now have to make sure that I I do these things and I take care of myself by making time for myself on a good day too, when it's less essential. Because the thing with chronic fatigue syndrome is that it's not straightforward. I don't know, oh, if I do this, I'll have a bad day tomorrow. Or if I do, you know, something else, I'll have a good day. It's not that straightforward. So I have to err on the side of looking after myself and giving myself the good stuff for me. Um, so that I have got something in the tank later on. It's still sometimes hard to say, this is what I need um, to my husband. And, you know, here's the baby, toddler now really. Um, here you go. Sorry, I can't do what we agreed on before. Um, I've got to go and lie down. Doesn't feel great. But it's a conversation that we have to have. We keep communicating about it. Um, we have, I guess you would call it a negotiation, ongoing all the time so that we both get what we need because picking up the slack on days when I can't do stuff means my husband does more. And then he has his times when he needs to take a break for himself. And we try and keep this as an ongoing conversation, like I say, so that neither of us get to the point when we feel... Um, burnt out, worn out, resentful of the other person and then you have that moment where you snap and it's a big argument rather than um, putting smaller things in place earlier on. Um, 
I still worry though sometimes um, about what he and other people think, um, whether there is any judgment there. Um, but it's got to be done for my health, for my family. So we do it, even when it feels a bit icky, basically. So I'm sharing these things with you. Like I say, I've learned them along the way because of health, but I still think that they very much apply whether you are in good health, poor health, or somewhere in between. Just have, you know, the day-to-day ups and downs. And I've got eight steps to sort of take you from where you are now to having things in place that give you more of what you need, whatever that's going to look like. Um, organ- helping you decide what you need and organise the time and the space and then the mindset around it as well. So hopefully this is going to be helpful. I've put brief um, summaries of these eight steps in the show notes. So if you swipe up, if you're listening to this on a podcast app, you should be able to see um, a reminder of the steps that you can come back to when you're putting this into practice later on. Um, So number one, get clear on what your priorities are. You can't do everything. um, So what do you need? Not what would you like to do, but what do you need And why do you need it? When you get clear on that, it is so much easier to follow through and do the thing because when you have that moment of, oh, this is a bit awkward to organise, to make happen, I feel like I'm putting somebody out, it feels a bit selfish, you've got that thing in mind, you've got that, this is what I need, this is why it's important, let's make it happen regardless of those feelings that come with it. So... An example of that, as I'm just talking about my health, on a day when I feel physically weak, my legs feel like they might go out from under me at any point, it's really obvious. I need rest. I just need to lie down. Now, sometimes that comes with brain fog. Sometimes that comes just with absolute fatigue that I just can't keep my eyes open. So it might be an actual like a nap that I need. But other times, feet up and do some work while I'm lying in bed. Um, this morning um, I was feeling really tired just because you know like a natural sort of rubbish night of sleep myself Max was fine (laughs) I just didn't sleep Um, so what did I need this morning I really needed fresh air I knew that was going to invigorate me so I had a short walk around the block and it really did so just that regular asking yourself what do you need clue into that um, and that's your first step so the second one is once you know that, what you need, it's time to get organised, to make it happen. How are you going to make it happen? When will it happen? Where will it happen? Who do you need to involve to make the plan, to support you, to keep you accountable? Um, Do you need a friend to um, chiver you along? Do you need to get childcare sorted out? Is this going to be something that's daily, that you can work into your schedule every day? Is it going to be a weekly thing? Then plan it out as though you're going to an appointment. Put it on the calendar. I like Tell your partner if that's necessary. Block it out and hold that time sacred. So it's not a case of, well, I could go for a walk on my own, listen to an audiobook, and I know I'd really benefit from it, but oh, I don't know, should I, shouldn't I? Once you've worked out what you need and how it's going to happen, got that organised, then treat it as though you are going to something um, that you have to show up for because 
you have to show up for yourself. No one else can do that for you. No one... <coughs> no one else can do that for you. No one else can show up and give you what you need like you can yourself. So yeah, it is sacred. Treat it though. Treat it as though it is. Number three, ask for help. Now this isn't easy for a lot of people. I know it's something that I still struggle with. Like I said earlier on, even when it's talking to my own husband about my health, which he gets, he's heard about for three and a half years now, um, I still find it hard. In fact, that's the reason that in um, our self-development book group, um, we have been reading um, The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer this month because most of us have so much to learn about asking for help and then accepting the help as well and not feeling bad for it. So there's lots of parts to this. Whether it's your partner, your family, your friends, people do like generally to help. Um, studies show that people really do respond to being asked for a favour, that it makes people feel closer to you because you know they're one of the trusted ones. So ask people and explain what it is you need arrange some kind of exchange if you need to to feel as though you are you know giving to them as well as receiving that help people aren't mind readers and i really do believe that on the whole if people say yes that they will do something either because they offer or you asked and they said yes um trust that yes that they don't mean no um i think that's the case for most people um, and accept that help. And remember, you've identified this as something that you need. So take it and don't wait until you burn out. That's not advisable here. The fourth thing is about the beliefs. So I suppose this is quite connected to asking for help. The beliefs we have about the time we have, the um, the way that we're entitled to take time for ourselves. There's a, there's a lot of that. And like I said earlier on, there, there can be some beliefs tied into being a mum. I'm a mum, so I don't, I'm a mum, so I shouldn't, you know, shouldn't need this time, should want to be around my family all the time. I'm a bad mum for needing time to myself. I've definitely thought all those things that I should somehow be able to just take everything the day throws at me, health and all, and just keep on going without any complaints and I'm a bad mum because I can't do it and then like really recently I thought well you know when with the schedule we have at the moment um I get up with Max every second day and my husband does every second day and you know we have until 9 30 when we swap over and so one of us is with him feeding him playing with him reading to him getting him dressed you know doing all the parenting stuff that needs to be done and he's happy, he's really happy and the other person gets to sleep or start work early, we both quite like a bit of early work, drink a coffee while it's hot and enjoy some peace and quiet, whatever we want. So I realised that if we've got that set up anyway, like that's going to happen, that's our arrangement, then either I can enjoy it or I can feel guilty about it. But I'm still going to take that time because that's the arrangement. And that's just what is working for us. And I just thought there's just so much energy being wasted in this feeling guilty that I'm enjoying it. <laughs> just enjoy it. Just accept the fact that Max is happy. My husband's a great dad and, you know, just giving him everything he needs and then some. Like we're all getting what we need in that moment. And then we swap and, you know, the other person gets the time and 
yeah, like it's good. And I'm wasting time, wasting energy, which I do not like to do because that is, I don't have a lot of energy. The waste, the wasting it, you know, being hung up on something is something I do try and catch myself doing. So let's notice these thoughts we have about I shouldn't be enjoying it. I shouldn't need it. And think about how we can replace them because really they're limiting beliefs and I'm sure I'll talk about this more in future episodes limiting beliefs are those thoughts that hold us back they limit us and they're definitely thoughts they're not facts here and that's something that I think we can fall into because once you start to believe as fact that you shouldn't need time to yourself because that's not what a good mum needs that's when all the guilt really starts to creep in but it's a thought that's not a fact Now, one of the things you do see sometimes around not having time, the belief that you don't have time, is to replace it with, this isn't a priority for me now, and see how that feels. So I get that. And I would say that's true for some things in my life. Like, for example, where I'm sitting now at my desk, there's a half-finished, well, there's a finished first draft of a novel I wrote in the drawer next to me. I'm pointing at it now as if you can see it. Of course you can't. And... I could say to you, one version of this thing I could say would be, I don't have time to work on my novel right now. Mm, Kind of true, you know, life gets in the way, as we've said, there's other things going on. I could also say, writing my novel isn't a priority for me right now. And that would be true. That would absolutely be true. Um, It's on my long-term goals, but day to day, not a priority for me. And you know what? I quite like how that makes me feel. It sort of takes it off my plate. It makes me think, yep, you're going to come to that at some other point. Not right now. But for some things, I mean, give it a try. Like, give it a try. See how it makes you feel if you do say, making time for myself isn't a priority right now. Like, does that feel helpful? Does that give you a bit of a kick up the bum that you need? Maybe. Maybe you need a gentle eruption. I don't blame you. I think that reframing things along the lines of I don't have time for myself, reframing as I take a little bit of time for me every day, that's more helpful, okay? Because even if I take a small amount of time each day, like 10 minutes of reading somewhere in the day, I very much feel as though something is better than nothing and I still feel like I've given myself what I need even if it doesn't look like a lot. The mindset of that is a good start for me, okay? So, (coughs) so another example of that might be to reframe a belief like, if I am a good mum, I don't need this. So another example might be to take a belief I've had, like if I was a good mum, I wouldn't need time for myself and reframe it along the lines of taking time for me helps me show up to be the mum I want to be. Taking some of that judgment out of it, whether I'm good or bad or anything on any given day, it's not helpful anyway. I'm sure we'll also discuss this in future. So limiting beliefs that and reframing them was number four. Number five, as I've just touched on, work with what you've got, okay? If you have five minutes to do a bit of reading and, you know, that's what you need and give that to yourself, do it. You might think you only have five minutes. My example um, that I've got in mind is, you know, when you think your child is about to wake up, like you've heard them wriggling, you've seen them on the monitor, 
but then they go back down. And if you just started reading, you know, five minutes ago, like just before they, you know, you thought they were going to get up, you'd have been reading for more than five minutes now. You'd have had even longer before they actually woke up. And even if they, even if it was just five minutes, five minutes of reading is so much better than no reading. Five minutes of stretching, doing a few yoga poses is so much better than no yoga if that's the thing that you need. So don't think it won't make a difference. You know, in the morning, one of the things that I absolutely love is to, and you're going to laugh, I think you're going to laugh. I love to go to the toilet on my own and make a cup of coffee before Max wakes up. So if I wake up and I can hear him stirring, I dash to the bathroom, I have my morning wee and I go and put the kettle on and get an espresso machine going. Because even if I don't get a chance to do a full morning routine, this is next week, um, you know, it makes a big difference to me to actually, yeah, go and have that wee without, you know, him grumbling about the place. So don't think that a small amount of time won't make a difference. It so often does. Number six, can you swap things around and perhaps lower your standards a little bit? Um, for example, if you clean around the house every day, could you take some time on one day to sit and read your, you know, your book uh, and drink your coffee? And yeah, either get somebody else in the family to do it, delegate that job to your kids, to your partner, just let the standard drop a little bit and have one day away from the cleaning and just think, okay, I'll get done again tomorrow. That That's okay. Um, can you, you know, free up the time it would take you to um, cook, you know, cook a meal by popping a ready meal in instead and give yourself some time to do that thing, that need thing that you identified in step one um, rather than spending it doing the cooking. Um, rather than waiting until the end of the day when you know, we're tired and it's it's easy to then, you know, flop on the sofa in front of Netflix or or get caught up, you know, with the tidying, the bottle washing, all those different things. Um, if you can find that time earlier in the day when you're going to appreciate it and enjoy it and make more of it for yourself, then, then that is also really helpful. Try and look for those little things where you can swap things around if possible. Number seven, just want to mention, use your time that you free up, that you make for yourself, however you want to. There is no judgment here that you should be doing anything with it. I really dislike the word should. Let's let's not let's not should ourselves. It doesn't have to be spent on working or exercising or doing something more worthy like meditating. Okay? Doing nothing in silence with a cup of tea is a good use of time. If you need that, if you need some peace and quiet and everyone has those times, then that is a great use of time. Like I don't see that as doing nothing. The same with having some rest, like having a nap, going to bed early. These things aren't valued. These things can be seen as being lazy, but I truly believe they are not. If that's what you need, do it. Don't should yourself about it. And the last thing, number eight, to remember that it won't always happen, but planning for it, organize, identifying what you need, organizing how it's going to happen and going for it is so much better than not bothering at all. Because if you don't try, because that voice in your head says, well, yeah, this is fine. But as soon as someone gets ill or as soon as the schedule changes in some way, it's not going to happen. Then you're setting yourself up for it not happening any day. 
Whereas if you make plans, then, and you know, they're good plans that you really think through and you approach it as a team with your partner as much as possible, there's so much more chance of it actually happening because you really deserve this. Like you really, really deserve this. Even if, yeah, that changes a little bit down the line because someone falls ill or you're just too tired to do things. Of course, that is reality. That does happen sometimes. And I really don't think um, there is one way to do this stuff, you know, one way for us to get what we need. Um, I'll talk more about this next week. Um, I think you do see in terms of mums making time for themselves in the personal development world, there's a lot of talk about just get up earlier and do it then. But that doesn't work for everybody. Um, I'll talk a bit about the miracle morning next time next week. Um, the Rachel Hollis idea of get up at 5am. I love a morning routine, but that doesn't work for me every day. My health is a priority and therefore rest really does come first. Um, and that's, that's a lot of pressure. There's like a gold standard around some of this stuff as though there is one thing that's going to work for everybody. But equally, I think it's important to remember that these things change. Like I say, um, what phase are you in right now? What stage are you in right now? What do you need? Hopefully it's all a phase. So, you know, maybe in future, if you've got a child who's not sleeping very well now, maybe in a few weeks, months, years, you will find yourself getting up earlier because that, that will be your time. But we don't need that pressure on ourselves that we should be doing that already because that's somehow the right way to go about getting time for yourself. I think we need to be more responsive and like I say you know if you can get five minutes now five minutes is better than nothing maybe it's not an hour before everybody else is up um but maybe you go to the toilet on your own and I think we all know the value of that in the early days so that's basically what I wanted to cover today hopefully now you've got those eight steps to sort of implement to create some time for you focus on what you will do with it that will benefit you 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 that's what this is really about and that's going to change day to day and week to week so this isn't about setting up a rigid routine you know go with that flow and embrace it lean into what it is that you need um, because I bet you're going to feel more fulfilled if you are giving yourself some of that even if it's not as much as you would like every day um, if we go after it and we try for it, then at least we stand a chance, don't we? Um, and it will help you show up in different areas of your life so that you are, it's not the only reason to do this, to make sure that you are being a better mum or anything like that, as I've said. But when you give yourself what you need, I think it is easier to show up um, in other relationships, in other areas, um, yeah, and be more mindful, be more present and enjoy things because you're not feeling resentful and not feeling burnt out. So try those things out and please let me know how you get on. Let me know what you need, how you're going to make that happen. I'm happy to be an accountability, so accountability buddy. So come and find me on Instagram. I am at Rosalind Oxer Coaching and I will see you next week and we will be chatting about morning routines. Thanks so much for listening this week, my lovelies. If you found this episode useful, then please share it with someone who you think would also benefit. If you're on Instagram, come and find me at Rosalind Oxer Coaching. I love to chat. See you next week.